Thank you for listening to this podcast of the teaching of Walford Kaufman. This series is on the book of Revelation. Please get your Bibles out as this episode gives us an introduction of this wonderful book. Well, let's look there in Revelation. We're looking at the 8th chapter. I tried to cut this down some because the suggestion was to cover almost two chapters tonight. And I tried in preparing and I said, no, can't do it. And then I wish I could have cut this down almost in half. Uh, it's a lot of material to try to cover, and I won't try to cover it too, too fast, but we're going to be looking at the seventh and the last seal of the scroll. You remember that scroll? That's the title deed of the earth. I mean, if you got the title, my son was so happy the other day, he opened up the envelope, and there was a title to his truck. He's got it paid off. He's happy. It's his. He can do whatever he wants to with it. Here it is, folks. God owns this earth. Every last inch of it is in His hand. He can do whatever He wants. And that's what's represented here on that that scroll. But here's the seventh seal. And so now what's going to happen is the judgments of the day of the Lord, the day of the Lord, that's when the tribulation, if you want to call it, but the Lord's in control, will intensify and it will expand dramatically. I mean, it's going to be like one of those action movie theater type things. Boom, boom, boom. It's going to start happening very, very quick. Now, the final seal contains within all the remaining judgments of the time of the great tribulation. You know, tribulation and then the great tribulation. And not what we're going to be having here in just a little while is the, uh, including the trumpets and the bold judgments. Uh, some believe, now can you imagine this? Some believe that these things are, are after that sixth um, judgment, after that sixth judgment, that all these things are happening all at the same time. I don't know how that could be. I mean, God can do it. It's better to look at it as step one, and then step two, step three. It's kind of like, you know, uh, some of y'all don't remember these days. Y'all remember the old AM, FM radios? The antenna, you pull out the telescope. The antenna. That's the way you need to look at this. Here it is. Here it is. And here's more. That's the kind of way to look at this particular study and all that's going on. And so the time frame, including this seventh seal, is over an indefinite period of time. I wish I could say it's from 2018. No, no I, don't want to, I don't want to put any date on it. We can't. But it's the only thing that we have is the fifth trumpet is said to last five months. Beyond that... We don't know how long this is all going to happen. We have no idea. The rest has no time listed. We do believe, though, that this devastation will last over the last half of the tribulation. This is not going to be toward the first. It's kind of like, you know, aren't you glad we have a God that warns us? That prepares us? I mean, some of y'all are going through some rough times in your life now. I mean, man, health problems, family problems, situation. But you look back and see, God brought you through these other things to prepare you for this. And that's what's even happened in the tribulation time. God prepares people that get them right. You know, we forget some of the greatest revivals going to happen during tribulation. Now, there's going to be people to say no. 
But others are going to say yes to the Lord. Now, they're going to pay a price for it. But He prepares them. And so all these things are happening. And so let's look here in Revelation 8. We'll just kind of go by instead of reading all at one time. But we look here at the opening of the seventh seal. And when He opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. Now there is silence. Now there is silence. Now I wanted you to think about something. This is the first time really in Revelation that we got silence. Almost everything that we've had up to this time has been... Amen, amen, hallelujah, you know, uh, uh, bowing down before the Lamb, before God. There is great shouting, there's great joy, uh, there's some tribulation as such. But everything's been up a volume, you know, kind of like us older folks when we're trying to watch TV. Why you got the thing so loud? Well, I got to hear it. Y'all know what I'm talking about, some of you older folks. And uh, and you younger folks have to walk through when your mamas and daddies are trying to listen to TV. And so, it's been loud. All of a sudden, in heaven, when you think of heaven, we're talking about all of heaven. There is a silence. Can you imagine what that's like? All in what God is about to do. That could have caused the silence. What we think is all of heaven is waiting in great expect, expectancy. I mean, you got to remember something here. These folks, they don't know all the details. Remember, there's only one that knows all the details. And that's God, right? Hmm? That's God. He's the only one who got all the details. But the rest of them are saying, you see what's happening over here? You see what's happening over here? You see that those angels, you see what they're getting ready to do? So they knew something was about to happen. And so there's great expectancy. And so they're saying, God's going to get them. God's going to get them. And so all this is happening. And then we see the experiencing the seven angels. And I saw the seven angels who stand before God. And to them were given seven trumpets. I saw the seven angels who stand before God. Stand before God, experiencing the seven angels. Some of the writers called these the presence angels. Not presents, like getting a present, but presence. These were the angels that had been in the presence of God. We don't know how long a period, but what we do believe is this was a very high ranking order of angels. I mean, if you want a good Bible study, just something to do at the house, and want just study angels. There's different levels of angels, different responsibilities of angels. And what we believe is these seven, which represents what? Seven represents perfection. Perfection. They're around the throne. They've been in God's presence, and they've been there for a purpose. And that's why they call them the, the presence angels. And then they receive their seven trumpets. Seven trumpets. Now, they've been there all along. But now they've been given a responsibility. A responsibility that they have. 
but let's be honest <laughs> as we look about this. This is what Jesus even prepared us for. You see some scripture references there, but in Matthew 19, verse 39 to 41, it says, And the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out His angels, and they will weed out of His kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. That's written in Matthew, which means Jesus said those words. Jesus, once again, affirmed the purpose of angels, these particular angels. And so what we see now... With this trumpets, they're more powerful than the previous six seals. Now, what are some things that we've discussed about in those six seals? Hmm? I mean, just think about all that, uh, all that happened there. The uh, the scales in the rider's hands is coming in. Uh, and talking about starvation, there's talking about uh, uh, famine as such. There's going to be death. There's going to be all these things that are happening. But here we got these trumpets. They're more powerful than the previous six seals. But they're not, let me tell you this, they're not as destructive as the seven bowls. That's coming later. So this is an in-between time. You had the, you had the, previous, uh, the previous six seals. And then you're going to have later the seven bowls of punishment, uh, tribulation. This is the middle part. This is the middle part. But I will go ahead and share with you the first four trumpets that we're going to cover tonight. The first four trumpets destroy the earth's ecology. Ecology. Now, besides being administrative professional day, what else is today? Earth Day. Now, I get real excited. I go out and buy cards for Earth Day. <laughs> uh, don't believe that. Uh, and so, uh, Earth Day. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Go out and hug a tree? What do you do on Earth Day? Plant a tree. Huh? Oh, that sounds good. That sounds good. But, you know, uh, we got folks that have made this earth their God. you got folks that do. They worship the trees and the rivers and the ocean and all this kind of stuff. But what we see in these four trumpets is basically the whole ecology of this earth. I mean, everything just falls apart. See, we have a jealous God, don't we? Let us be reminded of this. We have a jealous God and nothing is to come in front of Him. See, we're worshiping the creation and not the Creator. And so that all that's going on. So now we see a time of prayer. A time of prayer. Verse 3. Another angel who had a golden censer came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all the saints on the golden, golden altar, altar before the throne. And the smoke of the incense, together with the prayers of the saints, went up before God from the angel's hand. And so, some think that this is Jesus. You know, it says here, another angel. But let us be reminded, Christ has already been identified as the Lamb. He's already been mentioned as the Lamb in Revelation. 
And then we see Jesus nowhere identified as an angel in the New Testament. And then that word another. Is Jesus another? He is the one. He is the only. So He is never going to be an another. Nothing like that. Elsewhere, uh, everywhere else in Revelation, Jesus is always clearly identified. And then this altar. If you look at that altar, uh, if you go reading and studying about this altar, this is the heavenly counterpart of the altar of incense in the temple. Uh, there used to be a guy on television on some of the Christian stations before there were, there were so many Christian stations that used to always um, teach about the temple. You remember the tabernacle and the temple. And would describe all these things. But what we find out is this, this uh, altar of prayer, altar of incense. And you know, incense, that's that, that smoke that goes up, a fragrance that goes before God. It's like representing the prayers of the people. Uh, that was the nearest thing to the Holy of Holies. Now I want you all to remember this. What's the Holy of Holies? When you look at the tabernacle, you look at the temple. It was in that, always in that further part back. Right before that was this altar of incense, the prayers. But you remember that Holy of Holies, it represented where God's glory dwelt. God's glory dwelt. And so all that's going this incense symbolized the multiplied prayers of God's people. The multiply. I mean, just think, folks, when you pray. Isn't it nice to have it multiplied? Hmm? To grow and to grow and to grow and to grow. Just think, the power of our prayers. And so all this going on. And look there in that scripture. It says, uh, He was given much incense to offer. Well, He was given. Who gave? Anytime you see that in Scripture, that's the reference. Usually, it's given by God. It was given by God. Uh, and so, He's taken the prayers that He's heard. Let's think the prayers that we have lifted up before the Lord. He's taken it. He's given it now to this angel. And so he brings it before. And so it's just it's multiplied of all the saints. And so it's, it's brought there. But I want you to look at this. What were these prayers for? What were these prayers for? Three things. For Satan to be destroyed. And you know what? That's okay to pray now. Satan to be destroyed. Also, a prayer that sin to be defeated. And then, their deaths to be avenged. These prayers have been lifted up. And remember the altar we, we looked at earlier? was that the, the, Here were these believers that had been killed. They're, they're under the altar and they're pleading... Now we see these prayers have been lifted up. I mean, people, those that have been martyred, those that had been killed for Jesus Christ. And now that their, their lives could be avenged for. Their, you know, their deaths could be avenged for. And so all this happened there. But now the storm arrives. The storm has arrived. Verse 5. 
And there we see, then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and hurled it on the earth. And there came peals of thunder, rumblings, flashings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. Wow. What we see here... Oh, and well, let me ask you something. What is a, uh, a censer anyway? Yeah, that's it. Um, a fire pot, you might well call it like that. Have any of you ever been to a Catholic funeral? Wedding? Sometimes they eat that. They carry it before them and they usually, they kind of sling it along the way. You know, us Baptists, we'll be coughing the whole way through that process. Uh, but uh, they, they bring this pot and the, that, that uh, incense is burned in there, that smoke that comes out, that's what it is. And so we see it's coming. But now what we see is the prayers of the people now becomes a symbol of divine wrath. Just circle that divine wrath. Any of y'all ever have any wrath? No, that bingo. I thank you, brother. That's what I was. I was thinking more of it of us doing it as parents. I mean, something makes us mad, you know. And you're gonna wash that car again. You're gonna cut that grass. You're gonna wash them dishes. You know, we're gonna make them do it all over again. Can you imagine the divine wrath? What it's gonna be like? God in all His holiness, holiness, but also God in all His power. Man. I mean, folks, he's not pouring this out on innocent people. He's pouring this out on people who have hurt his children. Now, y'all don't get mad when people may do something to you. But do you get mad when somebody does something to your children? Ladies, I don't want to mess with any of y'all because I know what y'all like when you're defending your child. You'll whoop up on a a whole gang of men because... Huh? And win. And win, too. Because you're protecting your child. Can you imagine God protecting His children? And also, let us be reminded of this. He's also given them chance to get right. It's not like He sneaked up behind them and said, I'm here. He said, I'm coming, I'm coming. You get your heart right. You get straight. You get all this. And they've said no. They've said no. they said no. And now... It says here, look what it's even described. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and hurled it to the earth. Now, I know it says angel, but this angel, this angel is doing God's work. And so he hurls it. He didn't toss it. He didn't dribble it. He sent it with all the power that could be. He hurled it. And so, anytime though you see peals of thunder, sounds and flashes of lightning, it's always associated with the majesty of God's glorious throne. Now, we could put, you might want to say power. No, we know it's power. This is, what does the throne of God represent anyway? You think about the throne of God. Power. Wisdom. Love, completeness, everything. So that's why these things, when you see that peals of thunder sounds and flashes, it's glorious throne, God's glorious throne. Now, there's no details about this earthquake, but most likely this was more powerful than that one that happened back in chapter 6. 
So we don't, we just know it's an earthquake. We just know that. So let's now look at the first trumpet. Now I've got, oh, so many things reading. And I said, y'all can't keep up with all that. So y'all write down what you want in the, that. But we're going to look at each one of these four trumpets tonight. We'll do with the other trumpets next week. But I just want you to look at the impact of what this trumpet did. And then also look at that uh, situation of uh, the results of it. And then what would you see? If you were standing on a... <laughs> thing is, folks, there's not, going to be, there's not going to be people on the sideline on earth watching this. When it happens, it's going to be hitting everybody. But, uh, but if you could look at this, what would you see? So these things that we're going to look at. The first trumpet. Uh, well, let me read verse 6. Then the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to sound them. Now, that is kind of a strange thing, that Scripture. Because the thing about it is, they've been in waiting. In the presence of God. They've given the trumpet. But they got to wait. See, they're under God's control. They don't go do their own thing. They prepared to sound them. And then it happens. The first trumpet. And the first angel sounded his trumpet, and there came hail and fire mixed with blood, and it was hurled down upon the earth. A third of the earth was burned up, a third of the trees were burned up, and all the green grass was burned up. Any of you have hail the other night, day, the other afternoon, that storm? Y'all didn't. I had, we had it at our house twice within 30 minutes of each other. And it was scary. It was scary. I, uh, our garage door was open. And I, when I opened our garage um, to the house, I looked, little pellets of hail had blown all the way through our garage and hit the, far, the furthest wall and all that. Thinking this is little. But I, then I couldn't hit, uh, couldn't get the garage door down because the sensor kept picking up the hail that was falling. And so, got it closed, and then 30 minutes later, another. I mean, we, how many of y'all still get scared of hail? How many of you start thinking about, oh, my car, my car, my car, my truck, my truck, whatever it can be? But can you imagine having this? Uh, we see here that it's, it's, it's hail and fire mixed with blood. Well, anytime you see hell and fire, it means divine judgment. Divine judgment. There's a reference in Joel 2 verse 30. Joel 2 verse 30. I will show you wonders in the heavens and on the earth. Blood and fire and billows of smoke. Blood and fire. Blood and fire. That's... What else do you need to see how tragic this is? And, uh, But I want you to think about this. Where would... Where would these things come from? I mean, all this hell and fire. Where would that come from? A massive earthquake. Or earthquakes. Eruption. Yeah, we've seen it on TV in years past where one of these big old earth, I mean, earthquakes and mountains blows the top off. Well, didn't one of these 10, 15 plus years ago that the volcanic ash that came out changed airline travel for weeks. Airplanes could not fly anywhere close to this stuff that had blown for miles, hundred miles, thousand miles away. And so think about all this going on. So most likely it came from an earthquake. 
But I want you to look at the results. Now, look in your scripture. Now, here's the results. What does it say? A third of the earth was burned up. A third of the trees were burned up. And all the green grass. Now, first thing I think about, why did the green grass burn up? I can see somewhere in Africa where the grass is brown. That tells you how much... Okay, that so you're seeing the picture of what's going on with all this massive destruction, uh, destruction of crops, death of animals on a massive scale. Okay, here's something a little sideline. What about all the wood that's burned up? A third of the woods burned up. That means construction. What are you going to build with? You know, if there's building built, it's going to be expensive to build. See, time still continues. This process, one, two, three, not all happen at one time. So as it goes through this. And so uh, also, when you get a third of your trees, let's, let's say uh, Asheville, North Carolina. Around that area, come down to Hendersonville and Brevard, move over toward Tryon, all that area there. What about if one third of those trees are burnt? What happens to Spartanburg and Gaffney? What happens to Broad River? Yeah, watersheds are destroyed. You know, California's suffering from that right now because Colorado, they've been getting it during from the snow in Colorado. Colorado didn't get the snow this year that they have, so they haven't made the drought. Yeah. Yeah, and and don't we preach it now that well California they're being they're being punished because of what <laughs> they're California. I mean, there's some good people in California, but people are being punished. You know, that's what some folks are saying. But I want you to see. I mean, the the first trumpet is hell and fire and all this. There's blood. Uh, blood shows up in a lot of these trumpets. But you see, well, if you got hell, you got fire, you're gonna have people hurt. But where the damage is, is on crops and uh, wood and, and uh, water and all these things are happening. All that. Okay, that's the first trumpet. That ought to get our attention. But look at the second trumpet. The second trumpet. Verse 8. And the second angel sounded his trumpet, and something like a huge mountain, all ablaze, was thrown into the sea. A third of the sea turned into blood. A third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. Well, ah, some believe these are giant, either giant uh, meteorite or an asteroid. Uh, but it's not just this massive planet type thing that crashes in. It's the gases and all that's with it. But here's the key. It's intact. Whatever this big thing is, is the side. How did it describe it? The size of a mountain. It's that big. It falls all in this somewhere in the ocean intact. Um, all that happens there. But here's the thing about uh, it says all ablaze and was thrown to sea and all that's going on. There is a very good chance that everybody in the world is going to see this. Everybody's going to Well, one is, it's so massive as it's coming. Now, you think of a meteorite that big coming. We're going to get to see it. But let's remember something else, too, with these major destructions in a time we live in. Right now, y'all can get yourself 
y'all got these phones and all, you can see what's happening in what right now? Anywhere in the world. You can see what's happening at the Welling Wall in Israel, Jerusalem, right now on your TV. You know, later on, we'll hear about some men that get killed and the whole world sees in the Scripture. TV is a day and time. Don't we see everything that happens nowadays? So don't think I've got to be here at this place. The whole world will see this stuff going on. Uh, and so that's going on. Uh, it was strike somewhere in the world's oceans. It's going to be more powerful than an atomic bomb. And I hope I never get to see an atomic bomb or anything else. But this is going to be like that. But what's the results? Remember, a third of the sea to become blood. Why? why how can the sea become blood? God said it. Hmm, what's in it? That's it. And that's it. third of the sea becomes blood. A third of the creatures in the sea will die. And then, strangely enough, it says, and a third of the ships will be destroyed. Now, some have described it this way. Massive planet-like thing lands in the ocean. Can you imagine the waves that will be produced? Tsunamis. That will come in and just not, and any ship that's on the open waters can flip them, and then rule out those that's in port. It can destroy them. Do you see what's happening now? If you destroy, man, can you imagine how much scallops are going to cost then? Y'all, y'all's uh, uh, calabash shrimp going to be real expensive. But you think of this world today and the economy, what that's going to do? A third of Animal, I mean, sea life is being destroyed. What's Myrtle Beach going to look like? Can't get much don't worry, buddy. That's, that's like we used to kid about the town of Abbeville. Said, uh, had a tornado come through, caused $2,000 worth of improvement. Uh. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Uh, but now, I want you to see two trumpets already. Two trumpets. And we've had devastation upon the land. We've had devastation upon the sea. Just two trumpets. And we've already got this mass, mass destruction. And then the third trumpet. Starting in verse 10. And the third angel sounded his trumpet, and a great star blazing like a torch fell from the sky on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. And the name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters turned bitter, and many people died from the waters that had become bitter. And so we see, but see, a great star blazing like a torch. Now, in the, in that day, in the writings of that time, a, what we see is that a, a comet uh, was used to describe just like that, just like a great star blazing like a torch. That's what a comet was described as. So what we see here is uh, um, something falling from the skies. Now this is different. You remember the, the other one? It was intact. It was massive. It falls in one place. Destruction. This one is different. This comes from the atmosphere, through the atmosphere, but breaks up into bits and pieces. And so what you have is this particular trumpet describing 
a filtering down of the waste. Pollen, um, a powder. Uh, but it's, it's part of this star, this planet, this whatever it was that couldn't make it, but it busts and it goes over. But look what it goes over. It, a third of the rivers and the springs of water. Now the other one hit the oceans, salt water. We don't drink that, do we? We don't drink that. But this is on a third of the rivers and the springs of water. This is our drinking water. This is what you love to get your glass with a meal or have out a chair while you're watching TV and just drinking a nice little cold glass of water. It's your refreshment. It's what you like. I mean, it helps you. All this goes on. It pollutes the fresh water around the world. Mm. I think of how many places are already polluted. I remember going to Brazil, Brazil, 20 years ago, 20 plus years ago now, and walking by this, what we call little creeks. But you never saw any children out there in those creeks because you saw what was in that water. You wouldn't want to put your feet in that water, much less to get a drink of water. It was so polluted. And that's been going on in other countries all these years. But what about us? We don't think anything about it, do we? Because fresh, clean water, oh, go up the mountains, enjoy that water. What about when that water gets polluted? And what happens is, now, this is the only time in the, uh, in the New Testament that this word wormwood is mentioned. But it is mentioned eight times in the Old Testament. So it's in the Scriptures. It's just more predominantly in the Old Testament and all this. But anytime you hear the word wormwood, I don't know. I don't have to go in much detail about that. It sounds nasty enough, don't it? But anytime you see wormwood, and uh, I understand it, it, there is a plant that's called that in some parts of the world. And they take it and they make liquors out of it. Very, very potent uh, uh, chemical that will make some very tough stuff to drink. But some will drink it, you know. But what you find, it, it's always associated with bitterness, poison, and death. Wormwood. Bitterness, poison, and death. But the result, it destroys a third of the fresh water. Now, we've already lost a third of what our land, a third of our ocean, a third of our fresh water. Wow. Uh, you notice there's been a key here? One third. One third. One third. And the reason why is that to let folks know this is not a natural disaster. This is God's divine wrath. You know, I, things happen today and we say, well, it was just an accident. Well, well, that's just the way things are. Does divine wrath happen today? There's punishment today. But this way, there's no ifs, ands, and buts. The world, even those that don't follow the Lord, will say, this is God at work. I mean, that massive destruction. And they're seeing some of this. They're seeing this stuff going about. They, they're going to they're gonna walk out in the, and feel that debris coming from that comet. Hitting them. And they know this is God. This is God. But now, let's look at the fourth judgment. And uh, 
this fourth judgment uh, is a transition. Everything else has been on the earth. But it's been on the land, it's been in the sea, it's been on the fresh water and all this. Now we move up to the heavenlies. Now when I say heavenlies, this is not heaven. But how many times we look outside and see the sky, and uh, uh, the moon and the stars, and we call that the heavenlies? This is where this is going to attack. This is where it's going to attack. And so we see here, uh, And the fourth angel sounded his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so that a third of them turned dark. A third of the day was without light, and also a third of the night. Third, third, third just keeps right on coming, does it? But see, it's, it's a, a plague, if you want to call it. But it's God, all the stars, a third. The moon, a third of it. The sun, all this going about. I want you to think right now, we've had some crazy weather, haven't we? Crazy weather. I mean, one day we got our shorts out there working in the yard. And the next day, we got to put on an extra blanket on the bed. And the day's April the 22nd, right? And it's been windy like it's March. What happened? It's a crazy time that we live in. But here is some wild things happen. Just think what happens here. The results, it's going to be destruction of the earth weather pattern. If I was a weatherman, I'd find me another job. There's no way he's going to be able to predict. She's going to be able to predict what the weather's going to be like. It's going to be unpredictable storms to the point. Look at the tides. You know, y'all go think about the tides at the beach as you go down. But here is this. You don't know what it's going to be like. And then destruction of crops. And further loss of animal and human lives. Now, folks... We might go through a lot, but I think I've shared this in the past. When your child doesn't have a drink of water, your child does not have food to eat, what will you do? Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. You see the battle that's going to happen on the streets? Do you see the uh, fighting upon, uh, among countries? There's countries now. Well, I've been back up. There's, isn't California battling other states now so they can get more water into their state? Yeah, they're already battling other states. So give me that water. Let it come from that mountain. We need it in our state. Now, that's legal right now. But you know what? When your loved ones are suffering, it'll go to guns and knives and fighting. You just blew my whole end of the thing. You did. But yeah, you're right. You're right. They still won't change. I mean, I just, as you sit there talking with them, and all these things going on, they still just... Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. You're right. They won't. And so, can you imagine all this going on? Um, Can you imagine a third of the sun, what the temperature would drop? Now, later on, we're going to see where God takes up that sun and turns up the temperature. But right now, a third of the sun, I mean, can you imagine seeing it drop into 30-something degrees on July the 4th? Wow. Can you imagine those folks that live on these cold places already? You see where death would come? 
I mean, there's, there's people prepared. They, they live in weather 32 degrees below zero. But then it drops to 60 and 80 below. Massive change. I mean, we're talking about hailstorms. I mean, that's nothing compared to what it's going to be like then. All this is going on. Uh, Mark 13, 24, our Lord said this, But in those days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. Jesus said those words. Wow. But there's something as we close. Look at verse 13. As I watched, I heard an eagle that was flying in midair call out in a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because of the trumpet blast about to be sounded by the other three angels. So we see here the imagery of the eagle represents the rapid approach of God's final vengeance. This is an eagle. Man, they're powerful. They're majestic and all. But I want you to realize this. They can rip you apart. They can tear you apart. So there's this powerful, an eagle, and it's flying in midair. It's not on the tree lines and it's not hidden away. It's right up there where everybody can see it. And so this is representative that is visible to all. Visible to all. And then a loud voice for all to hear. This is not going to be for some people to hear. A certain group to hear. This is for everybody to hear. And then woe, woe, woe is a warning from the last that the last three trumpet judgments will be more devastating than the first four. Wow. Okay, think about it. They got warned four times. Four times. Red lobsters close. Can't get to seafood. Now, y'all, y'all laughing about that. But I want to tell you what, just like you said, brother, there's going to be people that experience all four of those trumpets who still will deny God. Still going to deny God. And so here it's one that says, look, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not saying woe to the mule. That's saying you better watch out, folks. These next ones are going to be even worse. We need to pray, don't we? Can you imagine what your big city is going to be like? I mean, if you think about it right here, we call people city slickers if you grew up in the city. Yeah. But not, that ain't nothing. They, they never, I mean, around here, just say something starts happening. I mean, how many people in here got gardens already planted? You take up in the city, one, they ain't got room to plant a garden. They've never done anything like that. You're talking about the chaos. It's going to be all over. Well, but see, a lot of what's going to happen is. Who's going to plant anything anyway? Yeah, I'm just saying, I mean... Yeah, yeah but who's, go, who's going to be able to plant? Because what's happened? A third of our land. Okay. Okay. And then and then we got water problems. Then we, a third of the sun, a third of the daylight is gone. Our whole thing is going to be messed up. We're not going to be able to plant. But if you're able to plant something... But see, some folks are going to be eating the seed... Instead of eating the crop, because they're going to be so hungry. And some will still say no to the Lord.
Wow. We need to pray, don't we? For those who are believers, we don't have to worry about it. But like I said, it's going to be great revival in that time. But I'd rather see it from the other side, don't you? But let's just pray because they're very specific. But how many of us get fearful now when hailstorms come? Or we driving home at night and the moon, we look at it and it's kind of got a blood red to it. You ever seen those? You start thinking. But you know what? I think a lot of this is the Lord's just kind of warning us ahead of time. Get right. 